Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bingeable Season 2. We are continuing to talk about the shows that we love and the shows that we hate and catch you up on all the shows we watched during our hiatus. And today, we are talking about a show called Hacks with the unbelievable Gene Smart. It caught me by surprise. I just absolutely fell in love. It's about a Vegas comedian and an up-and-coming comedian and kind of their relationship when they start working together. Lucy, how are you? What did you think? I love Hacks. It was definitely my favorite new show of last year, and I recently rewatched it from a plane. I was flying back over Christmas and I will say from one person who hates to fly to another, it was the most I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't love we don't love a plane. But it was the most delightful three hours. I watched the first six episodes. I just like flew through them. I was cackling aloud. I honestly think it's as close to a perfect season of a comedy that you can have. Well, and I also think it kind of, for me, I'm forgetting when it came out, but I feel like it came out sometime in 2021 winter. I think it was, it was, no, I think it was like early summer. Okay. Well, it came out early summer. (laughs) I had no expectations, and I think this is going to sound bad, but when I don't know. So I had just seen, we had just seen Jean Smart in Mare of Easttown, mm-hmm. and she was absolutely incredible. She went, played Kate Winslet's mom in that, and she was like the comedic relief of the whole show. Totally. And so I knew her a little bit. I did not at all know the actress who plays Ava, and like I... I don't know, stand-up comedy, not necessarily my thing. So I was a little, Lucy's like, you got to watch this show. I was a little skeptical. And it is like laugh out loud funny. They are just both absolutely incredible. And the actress who plays Ava, Hannah Einbinder? Mm-hmm. Einbinder? Einbinder, yeah. She can absolutely go up against Jean Smart in such an incredible way. I feel like she just held her own. She wasn't like overpowered or dominated in the series and I feel like Jean Smart find like this is the perfect role for her 100% well Hannah Einbinder was kind of just like came out of nowhere she is a stand-up comedian and she had been on Colbert I think she was on one time and she did this very cool unique set that was kind of a monologue and it was really funny but she like this is her first credit on IMDb like she was really Um. yeah like no one but she is so good and she's so funny and you're right she totally goes head to head with Jean Smart and I think what's so just in general with comedic actresses I think what it is that gets an amazing performance out of a comedic actress is when like they're not just funny but they're actually also very good actors you know and because they're not just like relying on the jokes and she's they're I mean of course Jean Smart but they're both such fantastic actresses that it just like elevates the comedy and you don't catch them acting you don't catch Hannah Einbinder acting for a second like she's so dry she's so natural and she's so funny and it's just this odd couple and it just works on so many levels completely the whole premise of the show is that she is a comedy writer she like hits it big in hollywood at a young age makes enough money to buy an la house so she must have made a really good amount of money Mm -hmm. and then she's canceled for a joke about 
a governor. Very relevant to today's culture. Still has this one agent, Jimmy, Paul Downs, who created the show, who is absolutely incredible. He is just taking pity on her, trying to get her a position, and does so with a stand-up comedian in Las Vegas, Gene Smart. And so it's like the biggest odd couple. Like right. two people that just have nothing should in. never have met. Right. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot recently with just how many TV shows and movies and scripts and all of this stuff that is so based and written clearly in 2022, you know, whether it's because of there's two things. It's always either about COVID or it's about social media and it's about like cancel culture. And when it's too much about that, it turns me off. I don't like it because I don't feel like there's any real depth a lot of the time when shows are like too relevant you know but this is such a fine line because like while a big part of it is you know looking at comedy and gene smart's character deborah vance who's been doing this for 100 years and she has her vegas residency and she's sort of phoning it in versus a young up-and-coming comedian who's really fresh and she's not afraid to push the boundaries and all this stuff and kind of what makes comedy good and and like is it having 2,000 sold-out shows where you're just doing the same jokes, but all these people are seeing it, or is it pushing the boundaries and, like, it's for some people and not for others? You know, so it's these... It's, it's really relevant to today, but it also has a sort of wider thematic kind of question which I think is really interesting and why you can rewatch it and it doesn't feel like I imagine rewatching this years down the line and it's not going to feel so close to this day and age that it kind of yeah. loses its appeal. Well, I think, too, it's a great, like, generational show as well because, like, Deborah Vance is doing comedy and shows and a lot of stuff that's so relatable to kind of what our parents saw female comedians doing. And Ava is very much a comedian of our generation. So I think that that's, it just bridges, it's something for everybody. Yeah. And it's, like, something relatable for everybody. Yeah. Paul Downs, Jimmy's assistant, Kayla, stole the show. Megan Stalter. I mean. Oh, my God. Even in the, we just rewatched the finale when she, when they're in the honeymoon suite and she is like, basically comes out in complete lingerie yeah. and he assumes that it's lingerie and she's like, no, these are my pajamas. Why, what are you, why are you assuming that I'm trying to like seduce you but it's like perfect comedic her facial expressions she is her literally so everything and every single chance she gets she like makes some reference to them being a couple and then they're like what and jimmy's like no no no, we're, we're not a couple and she's like just like winking constantly yeah. in the background their she dynamic is, just, is everything well we just saw she's on tour with brett goldstein um roy kent from ted lasso I don't know how you get tickets for that. I would love. I don't know where it was, but I got to find it. (laughs) Got to find out. Love a crossover. But I also love that Paul Downs also created it with his wife, Lucia. Lucia? Lucia? Um, And she, she, yeah, she directed a lot of the episodes as well and wrote a lot of the episodes. I mean, they both wrote a lot of the episodes. But I just love that they did it together and he's in it. And he really actually has, like, a dream career because I knew him from Broad City which he is hilarious in. And then he was also a writer on um, The Other Two, which is a show that I love, which is, I feel like it's kind of having a resurgence right now. It is. So many people have recommended it to me. And, you know, I think it's because 
she was in White Lotus. The star of the other two was, she, and I feel like people were obsessed with her in White Lotus, and now are like, "What else is she in?" The other two. That's oh, Molly, my Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pro- that's probably a good point because I was wondering like, why all of a sudden is this blowing up? Um, it's so funny, but I'm like, wow, really hitting it out of the park with those three shows alone. Yeah, I mean, Kayla is just incredible, which is always like, absolutely, hey, girly. Hey, Chica. Like, the <laughs> names that she calls him. And she literally, Mr. <laughs> Curious, at one point, like, in the finale, she's talking about, oh, she's, like, she's in the bathroom, and he's, like, Kayla, he thinks she's crying, and so he goes, and she's, like, I'm going to the bathroom. Leave me alone, Mr. Curious. <laughs> there, it's so Just... good. I, what I feel like is so... Oh, why I think the show is so perfect, especially for a first season... Is because from the second it starts, it's operating on all cylinders. It knows exactly what it is. I feel like sometimes with shows, you know, it takes a while to get through the first couple of episodes. Or maybe the pilot is a little weird, but you're like, oh, I'll keep watching. I've heard it's good. This from the jump is just so good. So, like, tonally consistent. It's so specific. Setting it in Vegas, genius. Because just, like, the specificity. It is so fun in it even just like the heat and just like the casino backdrop mm-hmm. and also it kind of just shows like how lame Ava is when she first gets there like she can't even find fun in Vegas and she like hates it so much mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like okay you're here for an interview in Vegas there has to be something and then she meets that girl who kind of shows her how to use the slot machines and then she finds out that you can get like free alcohol yeah just by being in the casino and I also love how the show highlights their different work ethics and just how it creates conflict with them that way because I think obviously Deborah Vance is difficult but she also will do absolutely like I feel like she's just a hustler Mm -hmm. like an old-fashioned she'll do anything to kind of better her career but also just to like be the woman that she is to the people like when she goes to the pizza opening she works on QBC she has her stand-up comedy show like no job is necessarily too small when she's like upholding her image right whereas Ava is just can be an entitled jerk a lot of the time. Like, they're both jerks in different ways. Totally. And that's why I also loved the moment where they're driving and the car breaks down and they're waiting for the helicopter to come pick Deborah up. And Ava's talking about how it's been such a hard day. And Deborah's like, this isn't hard. Like, this isn't even close to it. You Being good is just, like, the tiniest little part and then you have to work so hard and I think that's so true where like 25 year old just like oh I'm funny I should be on a show I should be a writer whatever and it's like the sense of entitlement that we all have and like that we think oh I'm I'm 25 I shouldn't be an assistant anymore whatever it is like it's so true it's such a generational thing to be like this is hard you know but for someone like Deborah Vance who is just like I don't care what it takes I will do it all like I think that's just such an interesting dynamic to play with absolutely and like you and you feel for Ava at times because she's like getting put in her place at all times Mm -hmm. and it's so true especially with things like social media like everyone can essentially be famous in a second whereas I feel like when Deborah Vance was coming up like there was no luck 
in a way. Like there weren't as many platforms as there are now. She had to literally, she had like one track. Mm-hmm. And she had to get it right. Well, that's what I love so much about the whole storyline of just Deborah's background and getting to where she is and the late night show that almost was, you know, when she was going to be the first woman to host a late night show and she had her daughter and she brought her on stage and then, you know, going from that to then having to make fun of herself and like, yeah. you know, do these jokes over and over and be the butt of the joke and all of this stuff And I love that even though Ava's entitlement and sense of right and wrong and privilege and all of this stuff is a negative quality, like, she does bring that out of Deborah and encourage her to be, you know, her authentic self and really, like, tell her truth. And I love that at the end, after Ava quits and, you know, they have that whole falling out, she's like, no, the show bombed. Like, it wasn't good. But we can make it good, you know. And I'm like, oh yeah, yes. loved. Like, it's so. She's satisfying. like, I've done all this work before. I can do it again. Yeah. At the end, when Deborah shows up to Ava's dad's funeral, oh. oh. Well, and it's also she's so. I mean, just that scene is amazing because obviously it's a funeral scene and devastating, and it is so true that they always ask you at a few or most of the time at a funeral like does anything have does anyone have anything they want to say and it's this traumatic day of course and it's so awkward I, it's just like that phobia of having to speak spontaneously mm-hmm. and like impress everybody and I just love that scene where Deborah Vance just like takes the mic she's like you're doing this all wrong it's just a beautiful scene it's a it's exactly what, like, everyone needs yeah. at a funeral. And, of course, it's a comedy, so it can be funny. Right. But it's also, it was such a real scene. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think also makes it so good is that throughout, and especially towards the end, like, there is so much heart to it. And you really do see these people learn to really care about each other. And I love the episode when Ava goes with Deborah when she has her plastic surgery and they end up like smoking weed together and getting McDonald's and really bonding. And it's the first time we really actually see them have these kind of real moments or when they're on the phone, like watching CSI at the same time. Like, oh, when when Ava makes Deborah laugh or even when Caitlin Olsen, who plays her daughter, who oh I love. Oh, my God. When I they love DJ. Love. When they have, like, an actual genuine moment, it's just so satisfying and, like, heartwarming. I need to know, like, what their chemistry read was like or how they found her or how much they rehearsed together before the show started filming because it is such an insane dynamic to get so right. Yeah. And I just feel like they get it so, so, so right. They really do. I also live for... Kiki? Well, I live for Kiki. She's so, When she's, like, talking about her daughter, and she's, like, she's just going through a phase where she hates me. I mean, I know she's three, but, like, she just kills me. And I love that she just, like, in the first episode, she literally is just a blackjack dealer, and you think she's going to be in one episode, and then she's literally in almost every episode, like, just so random. And her Rolls Royce that Deborah gifted her. Yeah, that's why it's so genius to put it in Vegas, because you have all of these, like, very weird niche people who live in Vegas and you can just like very quirky characters very yeah just very strange but I love love Marcus too (gasps) now see Marcus is a very complicated character and I 
I love him and I constantly feel bad for him. I feel like he just carries the weight of the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like anyone who has been, who's worked in a position where they essentially have to be at someone's beck and call, not even like as an assistant, but just like working with someone, the level that he has to do with Deborah Vance, I feel like just can totally relate to him constantly just like being stressed. Yeah. That's why it was so cute when he finally starts dating Wilson, the water guy. I was just like, oh, I love this. So Marcus is the one that threw Ava's interview. That's right. Yeah, her interview under the bus with Jimmy. That's right. I forgot about that. But it's also, I mean, of course, when you devote your life to somebody to basically like serving someone which I feel like he kind of does with Deborah and then you know Deborah is taking Ava's kind of perspective and opinion so seriously and kind of just like ignoring Marcus a little bit like of course and Marcus and like I said Ava is entitled and kind of just got there without work and Marcus is a hard worker yeah who followed what Deborah has always preached about work Mm -hmm. it's so true I also speaking of Deborah's employees the fact that Gypsy from Gilmore Girls is her house manager just live for it I mean I just love a pop-up any Gilmore Girls pop-up you know it's gonna be a good show yeah it really is or at least a heartwarming show yeah there's also a Mad Men one which is great um, any, I just feel like anytime you recognize someone who's not necessarily a huge star, but you've just seen them in, you know, so many shows, it's always like such a yeah. nice little surprise to see them. My favorite episode, which I think is maybe episode five, it's right in the middle of the season, the episode where Ava meets the guy and they have their whole oh, night together. It's, scarring. <gasps> it's so good though. I think it is, I think that's the standout up to me. That's the standout episode. It's like its own little contained episode within the show. I mean, I feel like a lot of the episodes are sort of contained and that there's like a beginning, middle, and end to each of them, but it does push the story as a whole further. But that episode I thought was so unexpected and... I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Literally, can you imagine? I really But it's also like, that's another example. Like the people you meet in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. No, t- truly. Emmy and I went to Vegas for <laughs> my 25th birthday and our other best friend Noelle's 25th birthday, and we had a weekend, and it was so fun. But it is, like, such a weird place. Well, and you can have literally, and I did, like, I had the best weekend ever in Vegas, but then being hungover in Vegas, I took a red eye home, and being hungover in Vegas, just knowing that real life is around the corner, and that was probably like the most anxiety-inducing day of my life, I think. Yeah. I also threw up several times in a bathroom, which if you don't, I mean, you probably didn't do Vegas correctly. That's probably true. The only, only thing I didn't love was the very end of the finale because I kind of feel like they already played that card. I don't even think it would necessarily make sense for her to be, like, so upset. That's a good point. To the point where she fires her again. I just, like, whatever we do, I must have more Jimmy and Kayla. Like, I just, yeah. I want her in every episode. I mean, she's she's working her way to the top. I can't wait. I can't wait to see where it goes. I know. So I'm a, I'm... 
finished Yellowstone. I feel like I was midway through it or like maybe a few episodes in the last time we spoke, but I binged it hard. Wow. Love I'm that. obsessed. Need you to watch it. I'm all in. I'm moving to Montana at this point. That's where I'm at with the show. <laughs> Great. I have to watch um, it. It is on my list. I started How I Met Your Father. Oh, boy. How is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an example of... See, this is weird because I feel like the acting is is good. I mean, I love Hilary Duff. I'll watch her in anything. But I feel like the dialogue is bad. Yeah. Which is really hard. There's nothing worse than a not that funny joke with a laugh track behind it is what I've realized. I'll give you an update. Keep me, keep me what are you watching? Well, I've been watching a lot of Mad Men because I am trying to catch back up so that we can do yes. an uh, episode about it, which is... This is, I think, the third time I've watched it, and it's just oh. incredible. I, I, I keep re, being re-reminded why it's one of my favorite shows. It's just fantastic. A-plus oh all around. We have so many things coming back soon, too. I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, Ozark, that's going to... I mean, it's going to snow this weekend here, so maybe that's my time that for sounds, Ozark. Yeah. I have a boyfriend for the first time in my life, and it's really challenging <laughs> To binge like I used to is what I'm realizing. Yeah, I mean, you... Well, the, the thing that's hard with that, it's like, do you, watch, do you wait for them? Like, he's catching up on Ozark, but it's like, time is ticking. Yeah. I have another show coming out next week. I mean, my t- <laughs> my schedule is full. Well, this has been well, lovely. Loved, loved this. Loved this so much. Love Ava, love Deborah, love Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. And, uh... Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon. <laughs>